Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on in Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. A&E with you. It is a busy but wet Tuesday morning talking all things March Madness, World Baseball Classic, NFL signings and news, and yeah, college football. Spring practice underway. Back Long ones are back from the uh, the break. Aggies are underway down in College Station. We'll talk plenty of college football as well because that season never stops. I saw. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what. There's a place that I would love to be at for spring break uh, football, and that would be with the University of Alabama, Nick Saban. That, he must be a mad son of a gun right now. After the last two years, oh, that, that would be... Uh, that, that's Passed that, that, by Georgia. Oh, that would be great, great coaching and a great atmosphere to be in. And you're talking about some intense stuff going on in the spring when you think it's just kind of lollygagging-y. I'd love to be on that campus. I'd love to be in that football staff around that dude right now. It would be intense. Meetings would be intense. Practices is intense. His two years, you know he's just – he couldn't wait to get back on the field. Well, last year they had a down year, but they lost two games. The down year. Both on the last play of the game, right? I mean, essentially, and in Texas, they beat Texas late in a one-point game here, but the loss to Tennessee uh, at Tennessee and then LSU got him. Um, that both deal on were, TV with him is uh, just uh, – With David Pollock oh. letting him know that Georgia has moved past his program. Oh, yeah, there'll be some intensity there. But uh, they, they do have to replace Bryce Young and – Will Anderson, and they're both coordinators, so there's a lot of change at Alabama this year uh, in college football. But obviously Nick Saban used to that, but that's a lot of things to to transition through all at one time in Tuscaloosa. Speaking of that open there, that uh, start you up, start up your Tuesday. I saw that um, I've actually downloaded a couple of these songs. So it's the 60th anniversary of the Rolling Stones. You know that? Six decades. Uh, yeah, they, they're celebrating that this year. And I'll, I think you'll see a lot of different tribute type things. But the first one I've seen, there's an album out called Stone Cold Country, and it's a bunch of country artists singing Rolling Stones. Oh, really? Tunes. There's some pretty cool ones. There's some bad ones, but there's ones I like. I mean, uh, Marcus King, the great uh, blues guy and uh, great guitar player, he did a great Can't You Hear Me Knocking cover. Um, Zach Brown banded a painted black cover that I like. And oh, I bet you that's great. From Texas, Cole Wetzel did a song that uh, Shine a Light, which is really good. There's some good stuff on there. It's called uh, Stone Cold Country. And it's a, if you're into those Rolling Stones, you might want to check that out. A little music tip for you there as we get it up. And start up your Tuesday to get you cranking up. And yeah, uh, I love crossovers. I didn't think there was anything better than Lionel Richie and, and the when you know when the when the country guys did Lionel Richie oh, songs oh, I, oh, and he did duets with him, didn't? He? Oh yeah, he did duets. Yeah, with yeah. Willie and there. I mean, that was unbelievable. Yeah, the Rolling Stones nowhere to be seen on this album, but uh, there's some pretty good stuff on there. I tell you, there's probably like 15 songs that they the the, the the Nashville folks have covered. There's some good stuff in there, but uh, yeah, Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie's going on tour 
with Earth, Wind, and Fire, is he not? I think so. Because my man Lionel continues to bring it on American Idol with Gosh. Katy Perry and Luke Bryan, and they're doing it on ABC now. Uh, yeah, Lionel, he doesn't he doesn't age all does night he? long. He's got some hits though. He's one of the it's one of those out- concerts you'd go to, and you would just sing along the whole time. Didn't you see him at ACL? I did. Didn't you kiss a lady you didn't even know? Oh, well, that was that was that was yeah that was down on the auditorium shore before yeah. you were remarried. Yeah. Yeah, Ty, he's watching uh, Lionel Richie. What did he sing? Say You, Say Me, or what? What got yeah, you going when you just smooched his Dancing lady on, on the ceiling or some <laughs> weird song. And you were just dancing next to somebody and you just got, oh. got a, you shared a kiss? Yeah. yeah. You never know, man, when the, when the moment strikes. And that was it. I've had a lot of fun down there. You know, pit bull on a rope. Oh, there are no pit bulls on a rope there <laughs> no. at ACL Fest. Come on, That man. was Marley Fest when it was called. What is yeah, it, that's what Auditorium it? Shores. Yeah. Uh, Reggae Fest. Reggae Fest. Oh, I just called it Marley Fest. Yeah. It was great. Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling. Oh, yeah. And it's like Ty, gets, his buddy ends up in the bed with him. It's like you just kissing some You know, I've never seen the Rolling Stones at a concert. I did. I, mean, here. I have not. I did not see that. I, I have not ever seen the Rolling Stones. Blew my Stones leg line. out. Blew my tendon. My ankle walking 400 miles because the parking mess was so bad, but the concert itself was fantastic. fantastic. Earth, Wind, and Fire, yes. I've seen them. Yeah, so check that out. We've got the Rolling Stones. We got uh, Lionel Richie on the brain. We got football on the brain. Let's dive into your headlines. Your trending topics to uh, tip off your Tuesday morning. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Start with the college hoops, and yeah, on the heels of that Texas men's victory on Saturday night and a move into the Sweet 16. A lot of anticipation last night that the Texas women could follow suit. Didn't happen. Not a good night at Moody Center for uh, Vic Schaefer's squad as their season came to an end with a 73-51 loss to fifth-seeded Louisville in the second round of the NCAA tournament. It was even in the first quarter, 16-all, but Louisville really created separation from there, outscored Texas 21-7 in the second quarter, and they remained in control on both ends, really suffocated Roy Harmon, the Texas point guard on defense, and really had their way with the Longhorns in that game. Louisville will advance to take on eighth-seed Ole Miss in the Sweet 16 in Seattle on Friday. Longhorn season comes to an end. They won the Big 12 regular season championship, but a disappointing finish for Vic Schaefer. I need to apologize to the University of Texas for um, today and, and how my team played, and I'm accountable for that, and uh, I'm the head coach. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, my responsibility to make sure that we play a lot better than that. Uh, on the men's side, Roddy Terry and the Texas men have begun prep for their second weekend of action in the NCAA tournament. They're going to head to Kansas City later this week to face third-seeded Xavier in the Sweet 16. Texas is open as a four-point favorite, according to the odds makers. Over the Musketeers are going to meet in the final game of the eight games Thursday and Friday. Uh, it'll be an 8.45 tip Friday night from Kansas City. Of course, the early game there in KC will have the one-seed Houston facing Miami. Rick Patino has been named the new head coach at St. John's. They're trying to reinvigorate that program, leaving Iona. Also from College Hoops, Georgetown has hired longtime Providence men's basketball coach Ed Cooley to be their new uh, bench boss. Streaking Longhorn baseball team back in action tonight at UFCU Dishfall Field, hosting Incarnate Word. Texas won 10 in a row, headed into the midweek matchup. It's their final tune-up ahead of Big 12 Conference play opening this weekend. Texas Tech will be in town beginning Friday. First things first, though, tonight with uh, Incarnate Word. After taking the week off for spring break, Texas football team back on the practice field today. Workout number four of the spring. Program has announced that this week's practices will shift from the Denny's Fields practice fields over to DKR. NFL Houston, Texas continuing their business 
busy stretch of moves and activity. Word that the club has agreed to a one-year contract with former Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz. Also a one-year deal with the former Bills running back Devin Singletary. Thrilling finish at the World Baseball Classic last night. Japan scored two runs in the ninth inning to walk off Team Mexico. Six to five the final. They claim a spot in tonight's championship game facing the United States. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. On the text line, Phil wants to know, was was Rodney Terry or Chris Beard coaching when they beat Gonzaga? That was still Chris Beard. Yeah, Chris Beard was still with Texas when they beat Gonzaga. Second game, was it? Yeah. Now that was in November. And Creighton. And remember, Creighton, the Blue Jays Mm -hmm. are into the uh, round of 16 as well. Texas beat them. At the Moody Center early. Creighton still have their guard. I mean, they get their guys back. Yeah, that was injured. Uh, Creighton's got Nemhard a guard. I mean, he was tremendous against Baylor. Yes, uh, they can really go. Uh, now Texas caught. It was weird when they played Creighton here. They had just come off of playing in Hawaii. Remember that? Right. Uh, they played it in the uh, what is that? The Maui Invitational or whatever that tournament is. And you know, uh, Creighton didn't shoot the ball great that night, but. Yeah, it was a really good game. I mean, the Gonzaga game wasn't a good game. Texas beat the daylights out of Gonzaga, ran them out of the gym uh, in uh, on that night to start the season. And then Creighton was a really good game. Uh, Creighton didn't have a great shooting night, and Texas got a victory there. Um, but, yeah, the, the last game Chris Beard coached at Texas was early December against Illinois. Uh, Texas lost at Madison Square Garden, and then the incident happened, and we know where it went from there. But Rodney Terry took over officially on December the 12th, and um, – Still still doing a great job for the Texas Longhorns who get ready for the Musketeers of Xavier in the Sweet 16 as we get this thing cranking up. Yeah, great finish at the World Baseball Classic. They'll go again tonight uh, with the USA and Japan for the championship. Uh, USA looking to defend. I'm having a hard time figuring out why Aaron Rodgers, why this deal is taking so long. You're either going to give up a first round or a second round or a second or a third or fourth. You're not getting two first round picks for Aaron Rodgers. That's not going to be part of the deal with the Jets, I don't believe. Why not? No, they don't. I mean, not for a, the Jets. Don't really have an option. Year, well, not for a forty-some-year-old guy who every 39. year thirty-nine who's thinking of when do I, when am I going to quit? Am I quitting after this year? I, I just don't. I don't. I don't think they're going to get two first. Well, I mean, that, that's your opinion. That he's going to retire after next year. Aaron Rodgers hasn't said he's going to retire after no. next year. I mean, that's that's your. I mean, but he's but, going on retirement every year since when? Well, sure. I mean, if you're acquiring Aaron Rodgers, you're acquiring the drama. I mean, that's oh, but, there's no doubt. But to Ty's point, the the Jets, this is they've made him the priority. They they're not interested in Lamar Jackson. Apparently, they're they passed on Derek Carr and they're they're in on Aaron Rodgers and they've made the moves. That, well, they got to know what the compensation is by now, wouldn't they? Well, look, now that the deal's done, the pay, the Packers are saying, look, um, we're not giving up our two, you know, four-time MVP quarterback. Two of those have come in the last three years without, you know, commensurate compensation. And they're using the precedent of the Russell Wilson trade just one offseason ago, uh, the Deshaun Watson trade. I mean, I know Deshaun's a younger quarterback, so that has to be taken into account. And I don't know where the odds are as far as draft picks go. As I said yesterday, I, my guess – would be is that the Jets will give up a first-round draft pick. They don't want it to be this year's. Um, and this year's is pick number 13 uh, in the first round. That's the pick that the Packers would want to acquire Aaron Rodgers. And I think the Jets are trying to hold steady and say, look, we'll give up next year's first-round pick. Uh, we'll give up future compensation, but, but we want that pick at 13. Uh, and that's kind of what's holding up the deal potentially. But you're right. I mean, it's really between the two organizations. Aaron Rodgers, 
in his visit on the Pat McAfee sure, show last said year. He wants to play for the Jets. Said, I mean, look, they've hired Nathaniel Hackett, his offensive coordinator. They've, they've signed Alan Lazard, one of his guys. They're talking to Randall Cobb. They're doing the things Aaron Rodgers wants, and then that would get all signs point to him getting there. It's really between the two sides to work out compensation. It'll, it'll get worked out. And at some point, and I think that's it's kind of the game of chicken. If you're negotiating, you're the Packers, you're like, we're in no he's, rush. Well, yeah, well, he's not playing for us. We're in no rush. Um, you know, we can wait on this thing. Uh, but, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But you, you can understand the Packers saying, well, we're not trading a quarterback of this caliber and not getting what the Russell Wilson package, Matt Stafford package, I mean, what these deals have brought in return. Uh, we're not going to give them up for a bag of nickels. now. And the Jets' other side of that is, hey, we're taking on this huge contract. Well, yeah, you are. <laughs> well, you're going to get Aaron Rodgers. You're getting Aaron Rodgers. Like, they, like Denver got Russell Wilson. Did, exactly. And that's none of that hinges on what happens or what has happened. This says not any GM in the league has given a first round pick to a prickly, selfish, uninvested 39 year old quarterback. Well, they're going to give up a first rounder. It's just when are they going to give it? They're talking about two first rounders. That, that can't be part of the deal, right? Well, let me say uh, two first rounders. <laughs> Russell Wilson was traded to the Broncos last year. Let me let me make sure I get this compensation right. Um, traded for two first-round picks. Am I correct on that? Yeah, I believe that's true. And then they signed into a mega contract. Um, I mean, yeah, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth yeah. plus quarterback Drew Locke. I mean, and and you say what and you no want. And no offense. Uh, and, a, and a tight end. Uh, well, tight end went back, right? The Broncos, yeah. So, But none of that is contingent on anything that's happened when after the years. I mean, after Russell Wilson got there, he sucked. Well, I but mean, you that, didn't know that at the time. Aaron Rodgers could suck. I'm just talking about from the Packers side of things. They're saying just last year a Pro Bowl quarterback was traded correct. for two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth, plus some players. And you want us to give up a third-round pick or to get a third-round pick? That's not uh, going to happen. No. Well, and again, Russell Wilson's 34 years old. But to the texter's point, to a prickly, selfish, uninvested quarterback, well, that sounds like Russell Wilson. Prickly, selfish, uninvested. That's what he became in Denver. But again, if you're, if you're just looking at the market, the Packers would be silly not to ask for more, right? I mean, you're giving up a guy who— Oh, no. I, I mean, I'm, if I'm the Packers, I'm asking for exactly what I'm saying they're probably not going to get. I'm asking for two first round picks for Aaron Rodgers, and I haven't heard the two side. I, we don't. I haven't heard a number of what they're what they're asking for, but you can understand. Look at look at what the uh, Rams gave up to get Matt Stafford. And again, age matters. Age matters. Yes, it does when Those it comes your, to these quarterbacks. And I yes. think the Packers would have to be understanding of that. That there's only so many more years in this guy Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Russell Wilson though was was mid 30s when they traded him. Uh, so the, they'll work it out. It'll get done. I mean, it's really just negotiations, negoti- or organizations negotiating at this point. Let's dive into our coach's corner. It's brought to you by our friends at Audiovisual Consultations, avconsultations.com online. Audiovisual Consultations and Tom McKay, the really smart guys who never make you feel stupid. Uh, this is, guys, the Packers are not going to be stuck with Rodgers. It's a divorce. I think the Jets have as much leverage as they do. Yeah, well, I think you can make an argument both ways. I mean, both sides know it's over. Yeah, we're going to be playing without a quarterback in New York. How's that work? And I also for you? think there's there's some compensation of, okay, we will give up the first-round pick you want, but the more we give you from the Jets' side of things, the more money we need you to take on this contract. We need you to eat some of this. You know, if we're taking on the entire contract, then that's going to have to minimize some what we have to give up to get it. Because you're trying to get that contract off your books, you know, make it worth our while. And think about it with the Matt Stafford trade. 
the 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 Lions were willing to take on Jared Goff's contract. That was mm-hmm. big in that deal that the Rams couldn't have made the deal if the That's Lions right. weren't willing to take on the contract of Jared Goff, which they did, plus the draft pick compensation, which it's worked out good for the Lions because Jared Goff's become a pretty good player for them at the quarterback position, and Matt Stafford and the Rams won a Super Bowl. So those negotiations will be ongoing. All right, Buck, uh, let me mention in our coach's corner, uh, Longhorns are back on the practice field today. It'll be interesting. They're back from spring break. They're going to the stadium. We'll have a Steve Sarkeesian availability after practice today. So tomorrow morning we'll get to hear from Coach Sark on uh, the progress through the three practices and what the plan is moving forward. Uh, also from our coach's corner, how about the, the story down at Texas State? Uh, did you see where G.J. Kinney, the new head coach of the Bobcats, has hired David Bailiff, uh, the, the, the lifer at Texas State. David Bailiff is back to be a special assistant to the head coach. There you go. Yeah. Uh, David Bailiff in a video said he's, he's, now, the high, he's now the oldest graduate assistant. <laughs> In coaching history. There you go. But of course, David Bailey like played it. at Texas State when it was up Southwest Texas for Jim Wacker, uh, coached at Texas State. Uh, that's a good, that's a cool hire for G.J. Kinney as a young guy making his way as head coach to bring back somebody as solid as David Bailiff. And then there's the Jimbo Fisher story. Um, can we hear this? Now, the, the Aggies had their first practice yesterday of spring. Uh, they're starting theirs after spring break, whereas the Longhorns went a week and then had spring and now they're back. Aggies are up and running. And obviously, the big storyline. For the Aggies is you know, the disappointing season of last year. Began the season ranked in the top ten, and when they finished four and whatever, new uh, season for them. New season and a yep. new offensive coordinator with Bobby Petrino hired. Bobby Petrino, former Arkansas, Louisville. You know, speaking of Lamar Jackson, coached Lamar Jackson at Louisville. Well, he's co- he's there to run the offense. So here it is, the first press conference, and you can hear this question of Jimbo Fisher of, well, who's calling plays? Who's calling plays when we get to game day? And what about who ma- who makes the play calls? Would that be him or you? Yeah, I mean, we'll go through that as we go. Go back to the back. Plan on the right. him making calls. Plan on him calling plays. I have no problem with that at all. Right side, back. So cagey and weird. It's like what? Like you know you, that decision wasn't made when you hired to do when you got when you sat down with him. You're going to be the play caller. Hear that all? again? What did he say? He said we'll we'll work that out as we go. Is that what he said? Yeah, that that's just a little. Give me that hesitant. again, time. About who ma- who makes the play calls? Would that be him or you? Yeah, I mean, we'll go through that as we go. We'll go through that as go we go. Back to the back. Plan on right. him making calls. Plan on him calling plays. I have no problem with that at all. <laughs> yeah, you do. You got a problem with that <laughs> well, because and, you didn't okay. just say he's going to be our play caller. And that's uh, that's interesting because what you just said is true. When because most people believe that Jimbo Fisher was forced to hire a new offensive coordinator by the boosters who. Couldn't afford to fire him because his And that's buyout. not what they want to hear. They want to hear he's going, oh. the guy's going to go all the plays. You think that's a story in college football? In College Station, like, remember, Jimbo Fisher, the huge contract, they just gave him a huge extension. His buyout was too exorbitant to, to move off of him. But the push was we're going to, our offense needs to join the 20th century here. We need to, uh, you know, the offense is way old school. You know, Jimbo's running the same offense he was running back at, you know, Florida State. Yeah, your Bobby job, Bowden. Jimbo, is to make sure that. The, the other things around the university or the kids smoking weed behind the bus doesn't happen. That's what you need to do. <laughs> in the but, locker room. Yeah, in the, yeah you, need to, you need to make sure that that's not happening on it, that the, that the team is all together, that everybody's a lot of kumbaya going on. That's what your job needs to be. Let that guy call the plays. But he's not giving that up that easy. He's still, he's still going to have his hand in it. Yeah, he is. Well, again, play the picture. Forced to do it because he didn't want to do it. It's his program. He's always called plays. Even when he was when he was an offensive coordinator for Nick Saban, and then he's Nick's, Bobby Bowden's offensive coordinator. Then when he's the head coach, he's calling plays. This guy calls plays, and that's what he does. And 
he's been told that he's we need a new one because we can't fire you. So, I would think that dude would like to be the figurehead kind of guy and oh, chill no. around campus. He doesn't. Mm-mm. He wants to be right in the control. thick of things. He's calling. control. He's a, he's a head coach. So he, he remember the coaching search for the new offensive coordinator took a while. This was not a quick process, and there was talk of names like like Garrett Riley, Lincoln Riley's brother, who ended up at Clemson. Uh, it, which there were several different candidates, and there was Cliff Funsbury, Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> What'd you call him, Funsbury? <laughs> yeah. Well, that led to conversations that maybe Jimbo's being stubborn about this and isn't willing to concede play calling duties. Well, then you end up hiring Bobby Petrino, and on the first question of the first spring practice, we're not sure who's calling the play. So. Uh, you know, that's I just thought I would have had follow. that down over dinner with that Bobby would. Petrino when we sat down and said, "This is this is how much money you're making. You're going to make a million and a half dollars here. You're calling plays. I'm going to be the I'm well, going to be the head coach. If you're hiring him, yeah. And he, I don't think you'd hesitate on that. You know, that's that'll be interesting to follow. Uh, who knows? Maybe you know, mountain out of a molehill so far, but uh, it seems like that would have been an easy question. Oh, no, Bobby's going to be calling plays. Well, we'll work on. We'll work well, we're gonna, through I, that. I, then he goes, "I don't have a problem with that." I hope not. Also, do you have a problem with this, that uh, in the days of our quarterback lives, uh, here in our coach's corner, two things. One, at Auburn's Pro Day, Auburn College, Auburn University, they're having a Pro Day, and Cam Newton's going to work out. Cam Newton's going to be working out there because he you thinks... mean the man with the funny hats? The man with the funny hats. He's going to be throwing at the Pro Day. Of course, he was the first overall pick 12 years ago. In the draft, won an MVP, but he's been out of the league. He's 34 years old, but he says he's going to be working out because, uh, you know, says he says, tell me how these randoms keep getting jobs. Ain't 32 <laughs> blank. Randos. He says there ain't 32 MFers better than me, Cam Newton said. So the randoms. <laughs> well, somebody's got to throw to the players. Well, no, he's going to work out. He wants to throw. No, please don't tell me he's doing 40s and crap I like that. I don't know what he's going to do. Dude, that dude is only throwing balls. He's not... That guy's not broad jumping and doing all that kind of stuff. That guy's just going to throw balls to guys doing out routes and post patterns and things. Well, if we, if we see the Cam Newton we saw at the end of his time with the Patriots and then back with the uh, Panthers, he's going to be throwing them into the dirt. <laughs> yes. Come on, It's Cam. not going to look good. So we'll keep an Come eye on Auburn, 40. Auburn Pro Day coming up. And then there's Adam Thielen, Buck. Adam Thielen, who signed a new deal with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, this week. Nice nice pickup for the Panthers, right, who have the number one overall pick. Who are they going to take with the pick? I will say that uh, Frank Reich, the head coach of the Panthers, had a press conference in which he said, hey, you know, don't make anything about the height thing, because it's been said that Frank Reich, the coach of the Panthers, doesn't like shorter quarterbacks. He prefers a taller quarterback. Mm. He said, eh, don't buy into that. You know, we're, we're still working through the process of who we're going to draft. We're going to draft a quarterback. Is it C.J. Stroud? Is it Bryce Young? Is it someone else? That'll be the question. But they have signed Adam Thielen, to which Adam Thielen went on the Pat McAfee show this week and says, uh, candidly, he feels like the Carolina Panthers have a real shot at winning the Super Bowl and that Andy Dalton was a major reason why he chose the Panthers. Yeah, okay, you're going <laughs> to help them maybe, but you're not sending them to the Super Bowl, Adam. That's Or Andy Dalton, no. I, I know you want to gas up your team and talk good about yeah. them. Okay, but come on, man. Win the Super Bowl? No, and 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 the big major reason is you you chose Carolina is Andy Dalton. Where are we here? Where are we at? I didn't even realize they signed Andy Dalton. Yeah, they well again that was when the backups were getting their chunks, they're getting their bags of money. And, That's when uh, Cam said all these who are these guys getting all this money? Yeah, the randoms, <laughs> yeah, the randoms. randoms. Uh, but you know the the red rifle Andy Dalton, he's there to be a. A mentor and a backup to whoever they draft, and maybe be a bridge quarterback sure. to that quarterback's ready. 
But, um, yeah, Andy, hey, Adam Thielen going to Carolina because he wants to go to the bowl. He wants to go to the big game. All right. There you go. Take your thoughts. Those are some uh, thoughts in the coach's corner. Longhorns back on the field. Jimbo Fisher, David Bailiff back at Texas State, which is pretty cool. Uh, we will certainly uh, talk more about it. We'll get into the Houston Texans coming up as well. How about the Texans? Continuing their flurry of offseason activity, adding Dalton Schultz and Devin Singletary. We'll grade those I think the moves Dalton coming Schultz up. move is a good move for them. I want to hear your thoughts on that coming yeah. up. Plus the hot or not topics before the end of this hour. It's a busy Tuesday here on b Bucky and Aaron. B&E with you as we uh, roll into this Tuesday. Busy week. Uh, looking forward to the... March Madness, the Sweet 16 will pick back up on Thursday. Four games Thursday, four Friday. Of course, Longhorns play the late game Friday night. Also, the... Uh... You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Calm before the storm on this Tuesday because we've got uh, the Dell match play team off tomorrow. Uh, Scotty Scheffler back to defend his WGC Dell Technologies match play championship. He's the number one seed that uh, tees off tomorrow with the group play. Uh, nine of the top ten players in the world are here. The only one, as we mentioned, not here will be Justin Thomas. But um, you've got Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Roy McElroy, Patrick Cantlay, Max Homa. Xander Schauffele, Will Zalatoris, and Victor Hovland all in the tournament. Jordan Spieth, of course, is here as well. And we know the group play happens uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then mm-hmm. each there'll be one winner out of each of the 16 groups that will play into the knockout round into the weekend. And if you're looking for featured matches tomorrow, Buck, I can already tell you, if you're going to be out at, at Austin Country Club tomorrow, how about group two? John Rahm, the world's number two player, will be head-to-head with Ricky Fowler. And match play world's number forty nine in the world. That'll be a, a I much love that followed group five. I love group five. Max Homa, Hideki Matsuyama, Kevin Kisner, Kevin and Justin Kisner. Sue. Oh, yeah, uh, they'll be playing. And yeah, Roy McElroy is going to be in a group with Keegan Bradley, Dan McCarthy, and Scott Stallings. Yeah, but that group too. John Rahm will go head to head with Ricky Fowler. Yep. Billy Horschel will be facing Keith Mitchell. How about those two? Keith Mitchell has had quite a year too so far. Number twenty two against number thirty nine in the world. Billy Horschel and Keith Mitchell, a couple of red-ass guys, man. Those, Absolutely. Those are intense dudes right there. And John Rahm, are you kidding me? The Spaniard? That will be a good group. I like that group, too. That will be a lot of fun. But, yeah, a lot of good golfers, a lot of good matches head-to-head. I love match play. How about Group 8? Victor Hovland, number 8 player in the world, is going to face Matt Kuchar, who slid all the way back to number 39. Come on, Cooch. Cooch. Yeah, there will be some really good uh, head-to-head battles uh, starting see, tomorrow. Kuchar's really good in this tournament, though, isn't he? He's done well. He's a good match yes. play player. He's just yeah. real consistent, right? So he's not going to beat himself. So you've got to beat him. Got to make birdies on this course. You got to make birdies because that course is. Uh, I like the Burns and Seamus Powers and Adam Scott. Yeah, it's uh, Adam Hadwin. Yeah, man. So it starts tomorrow. So the groups have been announced. The uh, 
tee sheet and the tee times are out, so you can be out there tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday for group play. Ty, you've made every trip out there. Are you going to be out there this week? I'm hoping to make it out there Thursday. Okay. And by the way, Thursday's supposed to be a windy day. Wind could become a big factor. Um, down by the water there? Oh, man. Look well, the winds always seem to be up down by the yeah. water, but uh, Lake Austin, but... The, the weather forecast, you know, today's going to be high of 74 with this rain that we're dealing with, but 83 tomorrow. But then, yes, uh, my app says that 84, but the wind is the feature. 84 and windy, south breeze or, or heavy, gusty winds uh, could play a factor there. And then uh, Friday with group play into the knockout round of the weekend. Have you ever been out on a boat out there, Ty, like just sitting there on a boat? Not during the tournament, but I've always – I know last year I noticed they they kind of made them back up a little bit more than they the did. years past. Yeah, because well, they do that. Was generally Doug, Bo- or something? Doug Pode Paul has the Commodore and the little pup that's out there Yeah, that they rent out. And you can see you know, you know, can see the hole by the water, the two holes there. I remember there. the first for few years there was just like boat, like regular like wake surfing and boats they were just up out there, there partying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like oh, no. right they, next, right they next quiet, to the fairway. Me, they quieted that down. Austin police who still patrol that water – Move them on back. They've got a. I mean, Party Cove's right there. Yeah, uh, it's right across, right across uh, the the lake. Great place to come up for the fireworks on the fourth on the boat. Let's just pray for the service industry in town with the coocher here. No tips. Hashtag no. <laughs> come tips. Come on, man. Come on, cooch. Remember when he didn't tip his Mexican caddy that helped him win the damn tournament? Oh, he stiffed that dude. That dude got more pay than he ever got that week. You're still arguing for that. that poor come sap. on, come on, man. Just that- hold this bag, caddy. That's he, he, he read he the greens for him. Matt Kuchar never played the course. This dude helps him win the tournament. He gives him like a nickel. <laughs> he gave him more than a nickel. He didn't give him 10%, I guarantee you that. Come on, cheap skate, cheap, cheap, cheap skate Kuchar. What's up with that? That dude worked for him for the week, didn't he? Uh, did he work for him for the Yeah, the yeah. whole weekend. He, he, back, he looped for him the whole weekend. I remember that story down in Mac. He won the tournament. Remember we saw Cooch was grind, or just grinding. Yeah, the Cooch. Seven iron in his hand. Cooch man. They, uh, that was that was tie, back. It was dark. It was dark outside, and Cooch well, was out there in the dark we grinding. Two year, two hours later, same club in his hand, still grinding on shots. Well, the, yeah, because we did the show out there. We uh, did the show one of the first there. years. Yep. And we were out there right by the driving range. Oh my god! And as the sun came up, there was Coocher. And then the show was over. We're leaving. There's Cooch. There's Cooch still. still grinding away. Come on, Cooch. Man. Got that seven iron down, do you? Whew. But it does show the work you know, behind I, the scenes when, for those guys. It doesn't just happen. Do you think this is true, too? When, I, when I'm talking about I'd like to be there at Nick Saban, no nonsense, would you not think this camp right here, this spring, is no nonsense on the 40 acres, too? Needs to be. I mean, right. That's, that's, I mean, if you're going to elevate the program, you got to elevate every, everything that you do. I know. I mean, I mean, coaches do their best and all that stuff, but would you think this is a no-nonsense, a real grinder this spring here? Well, i got to believe it's a, it's a, a you know, no excuse, let's get this done, let's be buttoned up in every way. Let's not worry about ha- having fun. No. Yeah, I mean, man, th- no, yeah, this, I is mean, a, this is a battle for, for starting gigs when I say and roster spots. Fun, it's, yeah, it's... Yeah, this is this is one of those deals. You're you're working for a job here now. Yeah, I think as we've said going into it, this should be the most competitive camp the Longhorns, regardless of coach, the most competitive camp the Longhorns have had in a in a long time. Where you've got good players and a lot of returning. Your entire offense returns. Yeah, and I I, I got to believe if, if if I'm a running back and Bijan is gone, I am. This is my spot now. Sure. I mean that's that's the one position where the two returning the two guys aren't back. Everything else on offense is back. So you've got. You know, returning players who are trying to fend off young guys who are trying to come and take their spot. Uh, same thing on defense, especially in the secondary. It should be. 
I mean, it should be a, a very competitive, uh, very intense camp. I mean, and that's really what's going to going to flip this thing from a average to a below average program to mm-hmm. something that uh, where Steve Sarkeesian wants to take it. I know there was the reports that because look, the, the media only gets a short, short window sure. to film and watch practice, and then they shut it down, and everybody's got to leave. But uh, in the even in the short time, I believe it was remember the first week they practiced Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I think it was the Wednesday practice that uh, Steve Sarkeesian was visibly not happy with. Was that the one before they left? Uh, two before. It was the two second before. practice. Not happy with either the effort or just the way things were being executed, and let let them know it. And uh, you know that's that's really what has to change. I mean, it's you got to you, you practice how you play. And, um, you know, this team's battling for spots. Who wants to earn the starting spots? Steve Sarkeesian you know, has, has bucked that Tom Herman trend of rotating players at positions, right? It's Once you earn the spot, it's yours. And you got to earn it, though. I mean, and you, you got to keep it. And you got to keep it on a day-by-day basis. And, um, and I think every position should be, you mentioned running backs, quarterbacks, you know, Arch Manning pushing Quinn Ewers. The offensive line has a lot of depth now. Guys who started last year, just because they were there last year, doesn't mean they have to start this year. Got a new wide receiver coach that yeah, you're trying to impress that dude. Right. I mean, you're a new wide receivers coach. You're dropping balls. You're not doing things right. Well, we got guys here that are going to take that spot. That's what we need is we need consistency out of each spot. But uh, practice number four today at the stadium. We'll hear from Steve Sarkeesian uh, afterwards as the practice uh, regimen can, kicks up. Of course, the spring game coming up April 15th. April 15 for the Longhorns. But, yeah, I mean, that's isn't that the only way you elevate? Yeah, for sure. Where you are to where you want to be? Um, a, you have to acquire talent. You have to have better players. Uh, that that was clear. When Steve Sarkeesian got here, you didn't have a, a ton of talent. You have that now. Now you've added you know, a lot of it, right? A lot of good players. For sure. But, you know, as, uh, as Darrell Royal was famous for saying, potential means you ain't done it yet. I mean, and that's really where this program is. And, Steve Sarkeesian, I think, has it poised to take that next step. But, yeah, man, you better have your thumb on top of this thing and uh, because that's how it's going to improve. It really is. And But, but you know, just if you have natural competitors in your program, guys who like to compete and like to get after it, well, you know, if, you, if you're two, three deep at a spot, you better keep that spot on a day-by-day basis, and that leads to good practices, and uh, that's that's what's going to improve the program. But, yeah, hopefully if Steve Sarkeesian learned that, if learned one thing from, from Nick Saban, that's it, right? But what's the book that uh, uh, was written about Nick Saban's program? It's it's fourth and goal every day. Every day. It's fourth and goal every day. That's just how we operate. It doesn't matter what day it is. This is how we operate as a program. Uh, we're on edge and on our P's and Q's every single day. It's an important day every sure, those day. Those dudes are on edge this spring there. Man. <laughs> fourth and goal every day. Fourth and goal every single day. Uh, it is one and done for the Longhorns in the uh, March Madness. I saw this note. Uh, you, you feeling this there, T.Y. and Buck, that, uh, who was this, SB Nation, SB Nation on, online, ranked the 16 teams 1-16 to 16, as far as best chance to win the whole thing, win the national championship, number one on their list, Houston, number two, Alabama, number three, Texas, Texas Longhorns. Uh, number that, that would be the, the number one two seed left, of course, because Bama and, and Houston are, are one seeds uh, left, uh, he, Texas third. Uh, as far as favored teams go, uh, Princeton, who they play this Friday night, is all the way down at number thirteen. Excuse me, Princeton, Xavier, uh, all the way down at eleven. Yeah, I have Texas either three or four. Tennessee, I have is one of those top teams the way they're playing right now. Well, I would have. I, I think Tennessee was a Final Four team before Zakai Ziegler, the point guard, got hurt, and it's an ACL. He's going to be out for the year. You hate that for the for the young guy, but he was such an important piece. And think about this: we got to see Rick Barnes for a long time. Rick Barnes without his point guard. 
I mean, take TJ Ford, DJ Augustine, you know, any of these guys off of a Rick Barnes team, and the team, he, it's not like he's got these great offensive sets, right? It's not Rick Barnes, not known for offense. Zakai Ziegler was his. So what they did to do, they dismantled that group. Well, then they just did it with physicality. They just they were a veteran, really physical team that just took apart and and you know just really intimidated. I thought Duke in that game, and, and that's a young crazy team. because that young team was just starting to really feel it too. Yeah, that was physicality over finesse. That was that was age over over youth uh, in that game in my mind. And that was I would also ugly over beauty was it? Oh yeah, and I would also say that uh, the officials allowed that. I mean, they allowed it to be a very physical game which is what Tennessee needed it to be. But they're down at number 7 as the 4 seed. I would say if Sakai Sigler, the floor general, was there, I, I think they absolutely would be a Final Four caliber team because they have every other piece, uh, defense, rebounding, size. Uh, but a Rick Barnes team without his quarterback, really any team without your point guard is going to struggle, but he, his teams in particular would be uh, uh, you know, problematic for them. And Sakai Ziegler was a really good player. Both ends, too, by the way. Great defensive mm-hmm. guy. Player on the on the defensive end of the floor for the for the Tennessee Volunteers, uh, so Tennessee. Uh, what do they have them? Number seven, followed by Miami, Kansas State. What about Kansas State with Marquise Noel? Seems like they caught their second win. You people starting to wonder if the Wildcats, if he can pull like a, who are some of the great point guards uh, that have led their teams all Kimball Walker, Kimball Walker kind of thing, one yep. of those kind of players. I mean, he he was unbelievable against Kentucky, and now they're. He's a handful on a game-by-game basis. You add uh, Keontae Johnson to that mix, who's also an NBA player. That's what the Big 12 was dealing with all year long with those two dudes. And that team, Jerome Tang, doing a great job. We'll come back when we do. Ty will lead us through some hot or not topics, things we've missed halfway through this show. Also more from uh, uh, the top stories of the day coming up. We'll get into these uh, signings by the Texans, the Cowboys making moves. We'll get the latest from the uh, the two Texas teams in the National Football League. It's being on the horn. What's hot? And what's not? What's hot? What's not? Is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. Oh boy, hot or not on this Tuesday morning? The weather not hot, fog and drizzly. Just ugh. Uh, be careful out there. One of those kind of days. You want to crawl back into bed. At some level. At least it's warmer. It's not in the 50s. Temperatures are now into the 70s and when it tops out today. told you yesterday was uh, International uh, International Day of Happiness. Yes. International Day for Happiness. You know what the uh, happiest country in the world is? It's not the United States of America. Denmark? Denmark is number two. Good guess, Ty. Good guess. Number one is Finland. Finland, Denmark, Iceland. All the Norwegian states. Mm. wonder why or that was. Scandinavian be. states. Excuse why me. did you guess that, Ty? I just, that's a random fact I thought I knew. <laughs> random <laughs> fact I thought Rando. I knew. Also on the not hot side, did you see that the uh, there's a city in uh, Saskatchewan, Canada. It's called Regina. The name of the town. It's the capital city. And um, <laughs> they, they are taking heat now. The tourism board has had to apologize after they launched a new ad campaign last week with two slogans that aren't subtle. Uh, one of them was, show us your Regina and then Regina, the city that rhymes with fun. There you go. Yeah, they had to apologize for that. That's really how you say that? That's not very Canadian of them. No. I think it's Regina, but it says here that the, the way they pronounce it, it rhymes with, you know what? Yes. Regina. So Mangina. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> also in Hot or Not, Ty, the, uh, there's been a poll, a poll. We always love our polls and surveys, but uh, 
in a poll of uh, of, of online uh, folks, which leftovers can be eaten cold that you're most okay with? Number one on the list, pizza. 83% of people said they're fine eating pizza cold, followed by fried chicken, quesadillas, Ooh. and bacon. Cold quesadillas? Yeah, I don't know if I'd do the quesadillas. Pizza for sure. Bacon for sure. Who doesn't like cold pizza? I don't. Really? Can't do any cold leftovers. Nothing. You can do the bacon. I've told y'all, I can barely do leftovers. I know it's... That's kind of weird. It's, yeah. And you eat a lot a of fast loaf. food. Meatloaf. Meatloaf leftover. <laughs> you fry that, fry, fry a little meatloaf up, I'll do that any day. I would there say the, Me uh, too. The, the delicacies I've eaten most in my life cold would be pizza, probably macaroni and cheese, because my mom used to make that all the time. And cold? Then you just, oh, yeah. Oh. Dig in. I see. I got time to I heat it up. Lasagna down here. I can't do that. I don't look at eat that cold. Number last on the list is pit biscuits and gravy. There's no way you can eat that cold. That's terrible cold. That's the gravy gets all clumpy and chili is down at the bottom. That's got to be hot. But yeah, most meat products I could do. Never had cold mashed potatoes. No, thank you. Just the regular like shredded chickens. All right. Sure. <laughs> Show us your vagina. They thought that was a good idea in, in bad Saskatchewan. Idea. Just bad. <laughs> hey now, come on, y'all. <laughs> hey now, what was what is it, Jerry Jones? What's the cut? The cut we play? Uh, I want me some glory hole. I mean, come My on, goodness. there's some things you can't say. And Jerry was talking about it when he was digging oil wells back in the day. But um, we know we know where that can go. But Ty, what do you have for us in hot or not? By the way, coming up in our next segment, we're going to reset your headlines. Also, hear from Nick Saban. Did, did Nick Saban at Alabama practice take a shot a little bit at uh, Nate Oates, the Alabama basketball coach? We'll let you hear that. Also, Deion Sanders weighing in at Colorado on old school. we got all these schools now and, and teams back at their spring practice. What do you have for us, Ty? Well, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he recently signed with the Las Vegas Raiders, and uh, he has been offered a, a uh, kind of an endorsement deal. He has been offered free sex for life. By a local brothel. You know, something tells me Jimmy G doesn't need much help in that. No, way. he doesn't. Well, he's you know he's been known to go on some dates with some porn stars. He has, and he has. on a date with a adult entertainer, very yes, sexually active man. So do you think he do you think he takes up that deal? I'm going to say no. He can get his own. This is a sports bar and a brothel in one. <laughs> Hold on, what? who tried that? Didn't yeah. Lamar Odom try that? Lamar tried that, right? E? Yeah, what happened yeah. to him? He didn't didn't go well for him. Yeah, no. I think he's alleging now that like he didn't take any drugs that night, and they tried to kill him at that brothel or something crazy like that. They took all his money. I know that <laughs> over and over yeah, again. Yeah, because he rang, he rang his credit cards. Oh, and they, they kept just ran those cards, and, man. It did not go good for Lamar. No, it did not. It says leftover spaghetti is good cold. Oh. Barbecue cold. I like barbecue cold. I'm good with that. Spaghetti. Oh no. He says, I think with the sauce. Oh, Colonel Flowers has weighed into Utah. He says, Ty, you need 18 minutes in the Army. You will love cold leftovers. That'd probably be true, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't really have a choice, do you? No. Nope, nope. When there are no options, you learn to like what you got. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll uh, hear from Nick Saban. We'll hear from Deion Sanders. We'll hear from uh, Jimbo Fisher. Who's calling the plays? He or Bobby Petrino? Not quite did, sure. Did he clear that up yesterday? What are we doing here? It's being on the horn.